Introducing the awardless winning podcast. It's the Intellectual Saviors with your hosts, Lapito. So when you're dealing with these people, these are some things to remember. Food, not everyone eats tacos and burritos. Music, not everyone dances to salsa. Dress, not everyone wears a sombrero. My world just gets smaller. The ginger bear. These girls walk around with herbs and crystals up their vaginas to get men stuck. And the pivot man. Take a backpack tour, start raping some goats. All right. God damn it, I just said something that's going to make the goddamn beginning. Fuck! Fuck! They haven't won any awards, but they've won your hearts. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. Um, yeah, about that dude called the Pivot Man being here and stuff. Oh no. Um, we had yet another another incident. Now, unfortunately, he's not just peeing blood. Not only does he have hepatitis, uh, but now we realize that he is uh, severely diabetic. That just like came in out of out of the blue, and uh, he's he's starting to lose limbs. So I don't know how much longer Box is going to be with us. So make sure to have him in your thoughts. Yeah, Lot, they, lots of thoughts. Yeah. Those do things, right? <laughs> or or like we always say, they can always donate some cash too if they want. Or <laughs> yeah, donate to, your cash, and we'll hold on to it for him to the cause. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I don't even know how to start this one off. This is one of those things where if uh, people are listening, you've never listened before, first of all, I guess we'll throw out the plugs because I always forget to do this until the end of the show. And then the only person hearing that is uh, who, Justin? Andrew. Andrew, my bad. Sorry, Andrew. Um, no, go ahead. Uh, everybody can go to the Facebook, iTunes, do all that. Type in the Intellectual Saviors. Go ahead, like us. You know, download our shit so you can get backtracked on our greatness but uh one way to get a hold of it definitely is uh twitter at the intel saviors and then you can uh, actually send all your get well wishes to boggs on there he'll appreciate it or you can send them to him directly at boggsy baby <laughs> <laughs> he'll never see him yeah he'll, can, he'll never respond don't we, worry about it we can see him there it's so funny let's get him trending um, yeah we follow him so we can see your your shit that you send to him so exactly so here's the thing this is kind of a throw together, I'm not going to lie to you guys, uh, because we didn't do a show last week, and we want to put a little something together to tide you over. So this is going to be short and chaotic, and just an overall fucking disaster, most likely. Nah. It'll be fun stuff. It'll be packed full of gold, yeah. like it always is. But no, poor Boggs, he's he's in dire straits right now, so you know we're all hoping that he'll make it back someday. But it just depends. I don't know. With that diabetes, that's a tough one. I mean, and, and then with all the other things he's got wrong with him right now. Yeah, I'm going to have to start loading my fridge up with uh, insulin and <laughs> sugar pills. <laughs> Fucking sugar pills. <laughs> he's already so sweet, though. Aw. Does he really need those? No, I don't know um, if you have any stories. Like, me and uh, Eric, unlike Boggs, he was in uh, the hospital all last week. We took many vacations. 
Uh, Eric took a trip to Alabama. I don't know if he has any good stories for you. I, I went to Austin, me and the kid, for the long weekend. You have anything fun that happened? Um, I know you didn't get sound for it. Besides getting it. shot down every time I went somewhere and trying to hook up. Well, see, here's the thing. I don't want to be a jackass. I, it just comes naturally. My my friends, they still have, they still live there, so they still have to go to these places after I'm gone. Gotcha. So I didn't want to be that asshole that just brings in a little digital recorder and goes around and just starts fucking with people and eventually gets kicked <laughs> out of everywhere I go. I know you feel. Um, so I would ask. I would ask everywhere we went, you know, hey, is it cool? And everywhere was like, no, we don't want that. Because um, I was up front. I was like, look, you know, we are from a liberal standpoint, and that doesn't really fly in I was gonna Alabama say, at all. So. You get the eye roll. and um, You know, I told him I'd be nice, and I wasn't going to, like, start shit. It was just for the purposes of the show, and I would even plug their spots if they wanted. And yeah, I just got shot down everywhere I went. So would you go to like the um, <clears throat> the bartender or something, and or manager of the place? Uh, the manager. Uh, we went to a brew house. I talked to uh, one of the owners. Um, I'm not gonna plug them because they didn't let me get audio. So fuck you and your beer shitty. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll just generalize all brew houses in Birmingham. And Actually, Alabama. they're they're beers weren't that bad <laughs> they're actually kind of good <laughs> that's the one thing we talked about we'll do the show on beers where we just get a bunch of local breweries around here and we'll but it's pretty interesting because when i lived there that kind of thing didn't exist yeah because uh, they had very tight constricting uh, laws on how much uh, alcohol content you can have in your beer it's definitely which, growing if anybody knows anything about beer um in order to have uh, a high gravity beer you have to have more ingredients than uh, rice, water, <laughs> and hops, which is pretty much what all light beers are, bottom-fermenting garbage. Um, and, yeah, so in order to get that high gravity, you need to have more stuff than that in there. Um, and so the craft beers, they're all over. I can't remember what Alabama's limit was. I think it was like 3.5 or 4%. It was oh, wow. Yeah, it was something really low. Shit. It's like Oklahoma levels. So any craft beer is going to be over that. I mean, shit, every beer I brewed at home <laughs> is fucking way over that. Uh, so they, they had a free hops bill that went through and uh, passed. So now all these brew houses are starting to pop up. Uh, free hops bill. In Alabama. And then on top of that, they're getting a lot of different craft beers. Uh, I mean, this has been going on for a couple of years, but now these brew yep. houses are starting to get gain a uh, tread and they're starting to get popular, uh, which is, is good. Anything that destroys the big three, I'm fine with. Yeah, that'll never happen. Cause they um, oh, no, it won't. But I, I as long as it takes something away. Because Anheuser-Busch controls like 48% of the market. Yeah. Um, then Coors Miller, they're now the same company, so it's really the big two. Uh, control, I think it's 40 uh combined i think it's a little bit over anheuser-busch uh, and then the other two percent is everybody else so imagine like a sam adams which is everywhere in the united states and probably in foreign countries as well uh they're only nine percent of the u.s market mm. think of that that's ridiculous quit drinking shitty beer go out there and get fucking a local craft brew, God damn it! support local business. Yeah, I know it's, I think Texas is one of the bigger states for it. It's really 
blown up around here. In oh, yeah, you got years. a ton. The thing is, though, it's like a- after some of these local breweries, when they get a product that's really gaining popularity and getting a name for itself, then the big breweries come in and try and buy them out. That's where, yeah. that's where the problem happens. Well, that's what happened with uh, Blue Moon. Blue Moon used to be a yeah, – I mean, it's not great. I don't like it. But it used to be yeah. a uh, a local-owned yep. uh, brew house. It gained popularity, and then uh, I think it was Coors went in and bought them out. Uh, I don't know. Um, Anheuser-Busch, they buy out fucking everybody they can get their hands on. Mm-hmm. Um, as crazy as it sounds, Rolling Rock was a local-owned brewery. Uh, they sold to Anheuser-Busch. You know what they did? Man, we used to drink a lot of that back in the day. You know what they did whenever they bought Round Rock? I was going to say, I haven't seen Rolling Rock. on or Rolling Rock, sorry. I haven't seen it on the shelves in a while. Uh, what they did with Rolling Rock was, well, they essentially killed the product because nobody buys it anymore. I was going to say, uh, I haven't seen but it forever. what they did was they shut down the plant that produced it in that town and moved it out of state. Of course. So, yeah, that, that really benefited everybody there, you know. Yep. A big corporation buying them out. Um capitalism rules and uh anheuser-busch has done anheuser-busch is the worst miller coors they at least like sort of fight fair they're just like you know they're just big and that's just what happens is that they control a lot of the market anheuser-busch however they're just cocks and they fucking will try to shaft you any way they possibly can um first and foremost a lot of people don't know this and i don't know how we just got on the discussion of beer but that's <laughs> kind of funny um talking about your brew house experience Every region is only allotted because of the fucking uh, um, prohibition. Um, whenever they finally released prohibition, the government was like, oh, we have to have some way to control this, i.e. big fucking business partners were like, we need to have some way to control this so we can make more money. Yep. Um, every region is only allowed two distributors. Two. Hmm. One is almost always 100% controlled by Anheuser-Busch. So they only carry their product on their trucks, period. The other one is usually always owned by Miller Coors, and they are the only truck that the small craft brew houses can get their beers onto to get to stores. I wasn't aware of that. And here's the thing. If you are too small, you're not big enough, you don't have enough clout and weight, somebody orders your beer, you can't hand deliver it. That's illegal. So you have to get it on the trucks. They can just seriously tell you, sorry, we don't have room. And you're fucked. You can't do anything. You have to, like, go to the distributor, and you literally just have to, like, yell at the fucking manager until they put it on the goddamn truck. Yeah, I was going to say, that's why when you go to the store, you can usually only find a handful of yeah, my, local brews. You, you have to go to their own pub houses or brew houses if you want to get it. My buddy tried to, uh, he well, he wanted me to set up a, a brew house. Like, he wanted to go in together and start one and i was like dude there's no fucking way i was like you have no idea what battle you're about to start by doing this and on top of that if you have a very specific niche product Mm -hmm. um anheuser-busch will specifically develop something to kill it um i don't know if you guys remember that uh that uh anheuser-busch beer that had uh that was like an energy drink do you remember that it had the b for Budweiser, and then it had like a little circle with an E in it Man, next so, to it. I think I recall that. I think I know what you're talking about. That was a specific product that was put out to kill another beer that was produced uh, uh, by a small business owner that was called Moonshot. 
fucking name check. Um, she, I can't remember her name, but she worked for uh, like Mike's Hard Lemonade or something like that. Ugh. So she decided to make her own brew house, and her th- her thing was going to be to kind of have it uh, with an energy drink. So it was called Moonshot. You know, it was a beer that kind of gave you a, a pick me up. Um, Anheuser Busch didn't like this. They thought that she would be too successful. Uh, so they put that product out there, and it killed her her uh, product line. Okay, it was the Budweiser E-Extra Beer Energy Drink. Yeah. Um, and guess what? You can't buy that anywhere anymore. Nope. It doesn't exist. It's a product that was solely put out there to kill her product. And once it did that, it wasn't a viable, economic, uh, sustainable product, so they pulled it off the shelves. There you go. Uh, that's Anheuser-Busch for you. There you go. A lot of fucked up shit in the beer industry, and that's a great example of how shitty economics really is and how this whole fucking stupid idea of free enterprise just kills actual good product. So yeah, it's yeah, it's not beer. I mean, it's everything. It's like you said, that's any, what I'm saying. Time, this this is just the product. one that I probably know the most about because I really did my research before starting a brew house. And I'm like glad a, I did because otherwise like, I would have been out like fucking 150 grand and I'd still be broke as shit right now. It's like where we shit on Walmart all the time. It's no different. You know how they've, gone in all these mom and pop places and then they throw up their stores and it's like oh, it's capitalism you got to be able to compete it's like you can't compete with a mass distribution facility like hey, that that gets their leave products. walmart alone they hire veterans mm. you want to know why they hire veterans just so they can say they hire veterans no because they actually get a tax break from the government i know i saw that <laughs> that's, a, that's an obama plan that's so funny i i think that's funny because i've seen those commercials before where they're like we hire veterans and nowhere do they say we hire veterans because we get a tax break yeah, <laughs> yeah for everyone they hire. i don't know how much it is but i'm sure when you're only paying someone minimum wage anyway i was about to say any, i was about to say walmart is just like reeking in the dough and that's not to go into you know the the corporate welfare that they receive and all that that other bullshit so yay yay capitalism yay money ridiculous why are we still using this outdated bullshit system that only benefits a few i don't understand it's the american way man it's what america's built on we need to fucking evolve that's what we hear all the time you hear that from both sides they always want to defend the capitalist system it's like it's a good system if it was kept in check but our politicians are they got their hands in the pockets. I know. I know. I've been so. dominating the thing, but that was a little bit of a segue into uh, my next thing. Oh since my God. I, I threw an evolution. Um, I don't know if anybody saw the after show thing, but I had oh, the, yeah. the pamphlet "Evidence of God." Um, so I kind of uh, read over it when I was uh, flying over to Alabama and just wrote down some quick notes and stuff. And it's a pretty funny document. All right. Convince, um, convince me that God exists. First off, well, I'm not going to do that. This guy's trying to, well, um, with and his br- brilliance uses, he apparently this guy, uh, Lee Strobel, um, claims to be a former atheist. Um, and he claims that this pamphlet also makes a scientific, uh, case for a creator. Mm-hmm. Um, First and foremost, I think the funny thing is is that when he when he's stating his case and he's going through all this stuff and he's giving you his facts um, and all of his evidence about a creator, um, it doesn't really mention anything about a Christian God. Absolutely not a damn thing. It just talks about a creator or God or that or whatever. Okay. And then at the end of the pamphlet is when you finally get into the uh, faith and response and then it goes into exactly what you know, God he's talking about. And then he starts quoting Bible verses and shit. 
because uh, you know that that totally makes sense. You state a whole thing about evidence and how this makes sense, but this doesn't make sense. And then all of a sudden you're just throwing Bible verses and why don't you throw uh, Quran verses in there? Why aren't you uh, uh, putting something about Krishna in there? Why aren't you putting something about Buddha in there? You know, what, what makes the Christian God the right one if you're so scientific and so factually accurate? Um, so he claims that naturalism has a limited scope that, uh, you know, it doesn't uh, cover the wide variety of uh, things out there. I, I don't really understand that because naturalism, uh, let's see, what does it encompass? Oh, yeah, everything that we can study. Hmm. That's pretty limited, right? <laughs> Very limited in, in scope. Uh, you know, the fact that it's anything that we can uh, see, touch, or even things we can't see. Um, is what we study. Yeah, naturalism is real limited there, buddy. Um, it's always good to start from a real generalized base. <coughs> he makes the claim that uh, Darwinism uh, says that nothing produces everything. Okay. Um, that is completely and factually inaccurate, 100%. And on top of that, you're reaching conclusions about things that are unknowable. We honestly don't know 100% what happened at the beginning and what exactly created everything. Like, we cannot definitively go down. We're pretty damn sure that we have pinpointed some kind of thing, but exactly how that happened, we're not sure. That doesn't necessarily mean you get to chalk it up to a god, and it certainly doesn't mean that it came from nothing. You're talking about things that you cannot know, so right now, out of the gate, you've already lost me. <laughs> um, he also states that Darwinism claims that non-life produces life. Uh, you know, that uh, it, we just sprung up out of nowhere. You know, it was like dead soil and all of a sudden roots started sprouting. Yeah. Well, that. I think that is how we were made. Didn't uh, God like make Adam out of clay or something? And he, so we were made out of soil. <laughs> Uh, no, but you see that that's that's life creating life, not non life. Yeah, but producing life. God is God really? Um, fuck it, I don't really care. He he fails to. I can't argue. This is too sound. He he, f it's too simplistic. What he's saying. It's too he's legit just, argument. I can't fight it. He's putting in just these little nice things that sound wonderful, but they're just surface. When you actually start digging, you realize that they're full of shit. Um, yeah, he's not selling me so far, I have to say. First off, asteroids have been shown not only to carry water. We know that for a fact. They carry a lot of water. Um, some don't, and then others carry a lot more. Uh, but we've also found that asteroids carry uh, essential amino acids for the building blocks of life. And then on top of that, they have also been able to determine that asteroids have components of DNA on them. They actually did a study, I believe it was in Switzerland, uh, or maybe it was Australia, uh, but they thought that there was like possibly some contamination from outside because that just seems like the reasonable thing. Why would there be components of DNA on a piece of asteroid? Um, but after multiple, multiple uh, uh, studies on it, and even independent ones, uh, they back this up, you know, because that's what science does. They don't say, oh, this is true because I saw it. 
they actually dig and find out for sure. And then they go to their buddies and say, hey, can you just do this without even telling them what they're looking for? Hey, can you just do this? Um, and yeah, it has components of DNA. So it's already got the amino acids, which is an essential part of building blocks of life. It's got water and it's got DNA. Come on. <laughs> those are three huge things that if those impact any kind of uh, celestial object that's like Earth, where it's in the little comfort zone for our carbon life forms, uh, it, it's pretty obvious that it would work. It would work just fine. And even still, outside of this comfort zone that a lot of creationists like to use, um, we have obviously found life that lives outside of our relative comfort, called extremophiles. You know, the, the vents that are in the bottom of the ocean that are these hydrothermal vents that are just sulfur. They live in fucking sulfur. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some stuff where they show the different types of uh, fish that they found down there that they, it's like you said, they live, they have, they actually live in that environment. That's the environment they need to survive. Um, he, he says that Darwinism claims that randomness produces fine tuning. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm really confused as to what exactly he means there. I think what he try is trying to say is that uh, that survival of the fittest doesn't work and that somehow survival of the fittest would not be a benefit and wouldn't better the species. I, I'm thinking that's what he's talking about. Mm, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't say. From that, just that alone, I need a little bit more information on where, where he's coming from. Um, you, I, could, you could take that a few different Well, that's ways. what I'm saying. Like He doesn't really clarify. He just says... But that's kind of typical making an argument if you you could find a snippet of something yeah that randomness produces fine tuning I, I don't understand what he means by that I mean I could find quotes from you know millions of people that you know kind of will skew toward an argument but that's because you're taking a portion of the quote or a partial you know if you take a full <coughs> excuse me the full quote then you know a lot of times it'll debunk your own theories you see that a lot especially in politics <laughs> those guys do that so he, I'm sure if you actually do some research on that and see what his full intention of that was, then it probably doesn't have anything to do with whatever his argument base is there. Um, he also, and now he's going into uh, the possibility for a designer, uh, and he says that DNA implies intelligent, an intelligent source, uh, claiming that you can read it like a book or code. Um, okay. Oh, I wish I could remember the term, but it essentially is a term in science that is for essentially creating a conclusion based off of your perspective. So, like, according to our perspective, because of the way that we have, like, books, words, order, and structure, uh, we r read the DNA like a code or a book. So relative to us, it seems that way, but that's not what its intention is. And that is somehow an argument used for God. Um, it's just like uh, your perspective to the moon. You know, it seems like too perfect that the moon is there and it's just the right distance. And uh, you can have these solar eclipses and all this other stuff. It's like so precise and perfect. Uh but that's relative to where you're standing. 
when you actually dig into it into the scientific area, you find flaws and you find that it's not perfect. The moon does not completely cover the sun. That's why we get the corona. Um, but relative to where you are, yeah, it seems that way, but it's actually incorrect. Um, it's just the same uh, idea back when they thought that the world was the center of the universe. It was because of relative to where they stood. That's all they knew was this planet, as flat as it was, <laughs> yep. and the sky above them, and they immediately assumed that it was all central to where they were. Uh, so that doesn't necessarily require a god. That just means that you're too stupid to realize that there's things out there bigger than you and that it's not quite all what it seems. Um, he also claims that consciousness is an argument for a designer, um, which we have obviously proven that it's uh, synaptic responses and somehow that these synaptic responses are outside of science and somehow imply a designer i don't quite understand that <laughs> how your consciousness can be yeah right. uh it's called an imaginary friend dude yeah <laughs> you haven't grown up yet you got an imaginary friend that you talk to every night before you go to bed and cry to whenever you do something bad but that is exactly what god is <laughs> it's like we were talking about you know the rio with them setting up the things earlier just me and you were talking about that the Oh shit! What do you call him? The fucking, uh, you know, you go in, you tell all your sins. What do you call those things? Help me out. Uh, confessional. Yes, the confessionals. Well, you, you go in, you sit in there and talk to them, and tell everything. It, it, those ones, like Eric was telling me about, the people down in Rio pissed because you know they're setting up. The Pope's been down there torn, and they set up like all these confessionals and everything, and they're not actually stocked with, uh, you know, friendly priests to. Uh, you know, take your sins away. I mean, they're just empty confessionals, but they're lying. Yeah, they're outside, too. So you go in there, and you're basically <laughs> talking to... They set your, up a hundred of these in Rio. Talking to your imaginary synopsis outside of your consciousness. <laughs> so you can get rid of all the, you know, your sins. I love that. But I, I figured it out, because Eric said that they had the little statues of the Jesus on top of it, the little Rio Jesus. Yeah. So I'm figuring that he's the one that's looking over the people in the confessionals. Um, so my, uh, I'm calling you out Lee Strobel. I know you're not going to hear us, but if you ever do hear us, <laughs> let's get him on the show. Uh, I, I want you to give me, uh, exactly how all of your responses, um, taking away all the fallacies, uh, how does it prove that it's a Christian God and you cannot use Bible verses? Good luck. Anyway, if you guys want to check that out, it's called the evidence for God or evidence of God. Evidence of God. You're not probably not going to find it online, but I can take pictures and put it on our website. So you might look it up. We'll try and find him and get him on the show. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll scan it. I'll scan it and put it on our website. That'll be a fun thing for our listeners to go look at. If you go to intellectualsaviors.com, it probably won't be up for like a few days. Midway through the week when I have a day off, I'll do it. Yeah, after we go visit Boggs in the hospital, we'll do it. <laughs> I one thing that I noticed, and I, I didn't really want to get into it in the last show a couple of weeks ago, and it was more of a hot button was the uh, the Trayvon Martin thing. Oh yeah. I mean, I threw my little line out on our video and stuff because I was just kind of beaten down by it. And I just was like, look, man, I think the guy should at least, if anything, he should have got manslaughter. I think it should have been a pretty easy case, cut and dried. And then we put it on our video on YouTube, and 
some asshole put a comment on there, you know, calling us MSM. Well, I think it was more directed at me for the thing. Tell me I didn't know shit about the case and I shouldn't be saying anything about it. And I was like an MSNBC drone. And, you know, that's where I got my information. It, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't really want to go back and forth and do an argument thing. But I think that the fact that two of the jurors have already come out and said that they really really thought he was guilty and they would have rather have sentenced him to guilty but because of the way that the stand your ground law is in there and the way they're ordered by the court to you know to look at the information to decide the case um like the first one came out and uh, she went on some of the talk shows and she said yeah you know well he had bad judgment this and that and she kind of handed toward the fact that she didn't think he was completely guilty and then one of the other ones came out just the other day and said that she's like, yeah, he was definitely guilty. You know, he definitely murdered that kid. And all the evidence pointed to it. It's like, if that's the case, why did you, you know, why, why didn't you stand your it, ground? And it's because it? of the law. <clears throat> I mean, I understand that the that the juror, if they felt that way, they should have fucking stood up and said something and that, made it a bigger issue than it was. Exactly. Um, and I completely agree. And they're a little cowardice and spineless for not doing it. No, and that was um, that was her point. You know, she's but, like. It is the fucking law there, unfortunately. I mean, that, that's the fucked up thing. And that's, that's the only thing that could possibly be positive that comes out of this is that it changes the laws and it changes the thinking of those laws because that's fucking ridiculous. It's not going to. That just to. because some guy is kicking your ass, you have the right to shoot him? They've, they've already, I mean, there's been people protesting in Florida over it um, ever since the, you know, the verdict came down and, the governor came out this week and said, you know, he was asked point blank, you know, if they were to make changes, is it something he would advocate? And, you know, would he, you know, sign off on the bill if they were to do it? And he's like, no, he goes, it's good. It's good the way it is. It doesn't need to be changed. It's like, okay. I mean, I guess so. But I think the thing was, it's like, I've heard people arguing about this this week and there's been all kinds of comments and commentary about race relations because of it. And I think the funny thing is it's like, like that guy that made the comment to me was, you know, I don't know the facts, so therefore I don't have able to say an opinion. It's like, well, there's only one side of the so-called facts that were out there, and that was George Zimmerman's. I mean, yep. no one is ever going to know the Trayvon Martin side. And you're talking about a guy who had already been in trouble with the cops before. I mean, he had a restraining order put against him by an ex-girlfriend. He had uh, actually got pulled over by the cops before and then gotten a scrap with them and stuff. I mean, he had he assaulted an officer. I mean, the dude should have never been able to have a concealed gun to begin with. I mean— I know we talked about this in the past when we did our gun show. Um, when um, in Canada, you know, if you are married or with someone and you have um, domestic issues, so to speak, and you have to get like a restraining order or something put against you, that will automatically cancel out your, um, you know, your ability to be able to purchase a weapon. You know, they're As like, it should. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's especially if it's if, escalated to that point to where the cops have to get involved. Obviously, you don't need a weapon that destroys people. I mean, so he shouldn't have had a concealed weapon to begin with, and I don't know. I'm not going to go through the whole thing on it again, but it was kind of funny. Like this week on Fox, they were playing it up because there, there had been all the protest, and um, like Bill O'Reilly did this big speech about, oh God, you know, basically saying that it's because these black women keep having these children, and that you know, like seventy percent of uh, black babies born don't have uh, fathers, and you know, and how the stat he threw out was that um, black men are 10 times more likely to c commit murder 
than uh, whites and Hispanics put together. But then he went on the rant about the whole pregnancy thing, which I think is funny. I mean, this isn't taking a shot at Hispanics, but Hispanics, man, those, they, they seem to produce a lot faster than blacks and whites. But And their poverty level is really, on average, for their per population, is not too much above um, black citizens. And yet you don't, then to take comparison, say, well, you know, blacks kill 10 times more people than Hispanics. It's like, well, then your argument right off the bat, if you want to look at it from a scientific basis, like that doesn't even match because they're on the same level as far as poverty. I don't know. It's, it's so funny to see everybody rationalize it and everything. They're trying to blame, you know, him. And oh, I don't rationalize it. The only thing that I can be rational about is the fact that the jurors, they actually did what they were supposed to do and they which followed the code of the law. Yeah, which is sad. That which is pathetic that that's the way it is, but that is honestly the way it is. I know. It just, it makes you crazy. That, that doesn't mean I abide by it or I say that it's a good thing. Hell no. No. The law should be fucking changed. Nobody should be allowed to carry a gun anywhere in a public area. Yeah, I just, it makes me crazy that they're trying to, like I said, you know, rationalize, well, he did this, you know, you oh, you see this black kid walking and, you know, blacks are going to commit crimes more often, so it makes sense for him to follow him and do all this. It's like they're trying to give Zimmerman the out by rationalizing in the racial way, you know, I mean, they're trying to make it, they're turning it into a racial thing, then they're bitching about, you know, the all these different, you know, like in Florida and, and in D.C. and the different places where they've had these you know, little rallies and everything. And they're like, oh, it's just about race stroking. And then Obama gets up and says, you know, as a black man, I I know what it's like to be followed in supermarkets and this and that. And he's just trying to bring race into it. It's like, no, he's trying to explain to white people who don't understand the difference. You know, it's like they don't have to go through the same things as, you know, a lot of these minorities do. So he's trying to put it in a perspective yeah. from like Trayvon's point of view. If where, you're constantly followed and people are always looking at you funny and they're always like, following you in the shopping malls and stuff like that and like i just love the fact that eventually it's going to boil over i love the fact one person is going to follow you too long and you're going to say you know what fuck this shit and you're going to go after them you're going to become militant and that's what i'm saying it's like they try and turn into it's a race baiting thing if you say anything about zimmerman you know oh no he's just sticking up because we know blacks are bad and they're going to know my favorite one is when i try and talk about the race thing and they're like what are you talking about zimmerman was mexican <laughs> that's not what i fucking mean you assholes well, it has nothing to do with the color and the race of the other person it has everything to do with the black kid that died yeah well, you dumb fuck I, I heard that too and it's funny it's like well first of all he's half peruvian and his dad was white and he considered himself white so i i really don't care what he identifies himself as i look at it from the perspective of the dead black kid that's the part that we should be concerned about. We shouldn't be concerned about the jackass that killed him. Yeah. However, I mean, there, and it's kind of funny. There has been like, have you seen the positive press that's come out on Zimmerman? Oh, well, yeah. What did you he, hear about his little... Uh, what did he do? He saved uh, a family from fucking burning car by flipping it over yeah. and carrying them all to safety. Yeah. And, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, I mean... Didn't shoot him I, afterwards. I don't doubt that I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that Zimmerman's an evil person. I'm just saying that he is ill-advised and he makes dumb decisions sometimes. And they happen to be with like, uh, was it with a significant other? Why he had the restraining order? It was an ex-girlfriend. Ex-girlfriend. Um, when it comes to being pulled over by the cops or following little black kids and killing them. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying he's 100% evil. I'm just saying that... Y- you provoke a situation, you should accept a response. It's going to fucking happen. If you just start following, you can even follow a white guy. If you follow him long enough, they're going to fucking do something. 
more than likely the white person's going to call the cops because most white people are chicken shit like that and they're not going to do anything. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> another thing they say is it's like, oh, why didn't Trayvon do something? It's like, well, being and not only that, being black, you don't trust the cops. I was going to say, you know, being you don't trust them to do a, shit being because a, you've probably yeah. been pulled over and frisked for no fucking reason. Uh, that's only if you're in New York. Nah, it probably happens elsewhere. I guarantee we're, it. It's just not fucking reported. Where ninety percent of the people and that they do this stop and frisk to or happen to be. Uh, that's hmm. that's the fucking issue. <laughs> that's the problem is that people do not want to recognize those social issues and we don't want to man up to our mistakes. It's just like these faggots and I'm using that word because <laughs> they are the faggots oh, we're so that are sometimes. against homosexual marriage. Yeah. Those assholes, those are the real faggots um that are against it. They don't want to own up to it and say we hate them. That's why we don't want them to marry. They won't do it. Why? Because A, it looks bad, and B, they're trying like hell in their brain not to be a hateful person. So they have to come up with some stupid response as to, oh, it's about the sanctity of marriage between a man and a woman. Yep. No, it has everything to do with the fact that you don't like them Mm-hmm. And you don't want them to have anything positive in their life and you want to make their life miserable. And if it was legal, you'd probably go out and beat the crap out of one every single day of your life and possibly drag some behind your truck. You jackass. You're the faggot. Yeah, we are pretty politically incorrect around here with our language a lot of times. But you know what it is? It's, <laughs> Sorry. I don't, Sorry I, if I offended anybody. Oh, it's just like I always say. I'm like, I hate it when people say, oh, the N word or the F word. It's like fucking say it because you're putting in someone's head, you might as well be saying it anyway. And if you're making a point, and I think people who have listened to this enough know that we're pretty pro-gay rights and we're not like... Oh, yeah, I got gay friends and I use that word around them. Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> definitely care. say stereotypical stuff is that trying to make jokes and everything, but I think people... But they the understand, like, they also understand when I say it, what I mean by it. Yeah. And it's not necessarily, like, a negative on gays. It... it, it when I use that word, it's not. It, I have no idea that I'm talking about a gay person. It has everything to do with the negative connotation behind it, <laughs> directed towards somebody. True that, bro. Now, I think all I just want to get as I, I just thought it was funny this week that you had white people stand up for Zimmerman using you know their rationale, and then they're not taking into account like Obama brought up. You know the whole thing about you know it's a different perspective for uh, black people in this country the way we're looked at you know the way the law looks at us and i i just i thought that was i thought it was a solid statement i mean i didn't think the obama was being you know trying to stroke racial riots and shit i mean it was a pretty legit talk he had and i thought it was i thought it was really from the heart i mean he didn't come out do teleprompter he just came out and spoke as a man you know about this is how i look at the situation he didn't point the finger at zimmerman or you know say anything about blaming this person or that person i think he just tried to give another perspective and uh, like I said, I think it's just sad that you even have two jurors that have come out and basically said, I mean, one that just came out straight up said the evidence all pointed he was completely guilty and he should have you know been put away for it. Another one kind of beat around the bush, but she said the, you know pretty much the same thing. And that, I, mean, I don't know what that says for our justice system when two people on the jury are like, man, he's, he's pretty much guilty. He should have went away. He pretty much killed that kid and he didn't need to do it. But... Yeah, that's our laws. It's the greatness of America. Yeah. And Stand it, your ground. I mean, so there was that. What are we, fucking bears? 
<laughs> Stand your ground. That's it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I I, I kind of held off talking to it, but then I got that comment, and like I said, there's been so much shit, and then you got idiots like O'Reilly making his statements, <sighs> and it's just like, I don't know. I mean, I know it's been beaten to the ground, and people probably don't give a fuck, but I still am like, I no, I care because it's a relevant issue, and it's something that hasn't been addressed, and it still won't be addressed because we're too scared to change, and we don't want to stand up and say, hey, you bigots, you racists, you homophobes, you assholes out there, <laughs> you're wrong. You need to change. We don't. Instead, we just go, well, you know, the law is the law, and it blah, 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 blah. I don't... I, he felt threatened. I know, da, you, da, 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 da. I know you got some other stuff. I kind of want to stick on race stuff a little bit, but um, beforehand, since we were talking about Zimmerman and stuff. I wanted to go ahead and knock something out. Right. I want to go ahead and want to rub one out. Oh yeah. What? Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking Dude, about. We need to have a better signal for this. Oh no, we don't. It's the dick of the week. Yes, being prepared is overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Before I get into this, this is the two-second uh, disclaimer for the show. Um, well, like I said, we both took our trips. I got back on Wednesday, and I was busting ass to get caught up at work the last couple of days. So I literally did uh, about two minutes of fucking looking up stuff before the show. So this is completely on the fly, if you guys haven't noticed yet. Because we're, you know, so into it. So you know that all of his stories are going to be 100% factual. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't research anything that I've told you. Just take it for what it is. <laughs> now, I, I, this is pretty great. This past week, an Ohio-based gun advocacy group. Now, this is a group called the Buckeye Firearms Foundation. Uh, they've decided that they would send a check for twelve thousand uh, dollars to George Zimmerman, so he would be able to purchase more guns. <laughs> in his what? Family. Well, because he needs to be better armed now because now he's got, you know, people coming after him. And, you know, he's out trying to do the good for the community and stuff. And, uh, you know, because he's a neighborhood watch guy, right? So he, they decided that they wanted to help him out in his time of need because he doesn't have his gun because they still have it in evidence. He yeah. hasn't got it back yet. So so he needs another one? So they're, they sent him a check for $12,000 so he could purchase some more firearms to protect himself and the uh, community. So, yeah, because that's what somebody who just killed somebody needs is another fucking gun. Not only that, but somebody who's probably more paranoid than they already were because of this trial and everything. Yeah. And, and the that's fucking brilliant. You gun advocates in the past. This is a group that um, after like the the shootings up in um, Connecticut and stuff, they came out and they really pushed hard for the whole teachers need to be armed and training thing. And they no. started donating <laughs> arms and time to train teachers and stuff in the classroom. So, yeah. They're the best kind of gun group. So the, yeah, uh, I can I can just see my uh, eighty year old uh, fourth grade teacher uh, trying to protect herself from a horde of kids trying to get her gun. Yep. Yeah, that's gonna fucking happen. No, what's actually gonna happen is that they're gonna overpower her, take that fucking gun, and do whatever the hell they want with it. Nah, because this is a good class, man. They teach them the same uh, skills and tactics as uh, local law enforcement. No, no offense to the elderly, but I don't think that you're gonna be able to take that on there i'm not gonna say your name but yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say you don't think that would work with some of these uh, like in high schools and these junior highs hell no <laughs> you don't think these teachers no to take them? there's you don't need to mix you, you don't need to put a gun in near any kind of teenage angst and <laughs> the fucked up minds of those 
uh, people going through puberty, hell no. That's a really, really bad, bad, bad idea. Here's the thing with guns. Everybody needs to know this. It's pretty damn simple. Your relative safety as far as guns go all determines on your relative proximity to guns. The closer you are to a gun, the more in danger you are. Period. That, you don't even have to research that. That is a fucking fact. If you are not near a gun, guess what? You're in less harm of being shot. Nah. Plain and fucking simple. That can't be right. So. Guns keep us safe. Putting guns in proximity of a lot of people is not a good idea. And that's why I'm completely against carrying a concealed handgun at all. This isn't the fucking Wild West. This isn't where you don't have any kind of law officers that you can respond to. Th- this isn't that kind of world anymore. It is completely fucking changed. And America, for the most part, is pretty damn relatively safe. Yeah, there's some bad apples or some bad areas. There always are. There always will be. But most of you white assholes out there that are gun control advocates, guess what? You don't live in those fucking areas. <laughs> You don't need that. Not only that, but if you have them in your home and you're being attacked, that's a little different. That's people invading your home. But out and about, you don't fucking need that shit. You're just a pansy or you just want to look cool to your friends or whatever. Yeah, I saw this clip. Um, I mean, it's an old clip on YouTube and stuff. I saw it the other day and they added music to it. It's a guy that's, I don't know if he's, with the law enforcement or not but he's like fucking around at like a shooting range and he goes to do some move where he's pulling the gun out of his holster real quick and of course he instead of grabbing it by the handle to pull it out he grabs it by the trigger and shoots himself in the leg and i put it on twitter i thought it was pretty funny they (laughs) they put it to music it's the guy just screaming you know they just fucking shot himself and he's grabbing his leg running around i'm just like he's one of these guys that trains people on how to use firearms there's a bunch of videos like that on YouTube, and they're always really fun to watch. You know, it's like, yeah, these are the people that are training up our teachers. I don't mind them, I guess, if it comes down to the point where, I mean, they already have, you know, police in a lot of schools anyway, running kids through metal detectors and everything else. I guess if you want to have an armed actual police officer in the school, um, I don't really like it. But, I mean, that's no, one thing. I, I, I don't. I don't think there should be weapons in the school. Period. I don't either. But I At mean, all. if it comes to that point where they're pushing it that hard, that's one thing. What, what kind of message are we sending? Uh, not only the kids, but other people. What, what what message are we sending by having a weapon at a place of knowledge? You know, what what the hell was I just saw it again the other day where North Carolina. I might be wrong. God damn, I don't want to throw them on the bus. I think it was in North Carolina again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was. It was North Carolina. Um, they North pa- Carolina again. They what just, the fuck is going on in North Carolina? <laughs> they're trying to compete with Texas and Florida as hard as they can. They want to be us so bad. Um, they passed a law where you could have concealed weapons on playgrounds and in bars. What? And in bars. Bars? And Holy shit. I am never drinking in North Carolina. I know. They had the... Holy crap. The piece I wrote was funny. They wrote a, you know, a thing about how the majority of, like, you know... Domestic disturbances are the same. You know, it's always alcohols involved, and it goes up like forty-seven percent. Or I mean, I'm 
pulling that number on my ass, but it's like a, a stream amount, you know, of how much violence goes up when you introduce alcohol. And then you're talking about adding guns to bars. You wow. know? And, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, man, it's, it's awesome. And that's something that, and I think they're, and then they're trying to do it. Like we did it here and I know Colorado did it where they have on um, college campuses where they allow concealed weapons. Now Texas passed that Colorado had one of the universities, I think it was university of Colorado had like a dorm, that was anybody that lived in the dorm, like you could have concealed weapons, but it is a specific dorm and like nobody signed up to live in that dorm. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I wouldn't want to be there. I'd be like, fuck that shit. No shit, dude. All the drinking and drugs and shit that's going on in those fucking dorms. And then you had all these, everybody. I mean, it was like, it, it was a specific dorm for people with firearms. So everybody would have been loaded in that fucking thing. <laughs> wow. But, um, so that's what they're working on next. North Carolina's fucking gone off the deep end, man. With all their voters' rights stuff, and then this, and their abortion laws that they're working on, they've just, they've just said, "Fuck it, we'll just do whatever we want." But um, I kind of know to get back a little bit into the race thing I was talking about. I, when I was down in Austin this week, I did, I went to the um, LBJ Presidential Library because I'm trying to hit all those. It's like on my bucket list. Like some people do sports arenas, I do that too. But <laughs> I threw the presidential libraries on as well, and like, I mean, of course. Johnson was one of those guys where it's like, I respect a lot of things he did, but he was a total piece of shit too, because he fucking helped lie to get us into Vietnam and keep that going. So right off the bat, it's like, you almost want to just dismiss any good he did, but I mean, he did pass, you know, civil rights legislation, voting rights legislation and uh, environmental stuff. I mean, he protected a lot of the lands and the water, clean air or clean water act. All that shit was done under him. I mean, the dude did massive amount of good while he's in. You know, if we can just dismiss the hundreds of thousands of kids that died in Vietnam because of him. Um, but I, while I was there and I put it on the, our Facebook page, I took a picture of the desk where he signed the Voting Rights Act. And I was kind of thinking how apropos it is. You know, I was down there checking it out. And, you know, Texas this week is getting shit. Um, Holder at the DOJ is coming down to Texas because, it's, of course, after the Supreme Court ruling with the uh, Voting Rights Act where they pulled out the preclearance portion of it, um, a lot of states, North Carolina, Florida is now going back to their voter purge and stuff, which was deemed, you know, unconstitutional previously. But now they're able to start it up again because that part was taken out of the Voting Rights Voting Rights Act, and Texas is getting hammered again because they're doing the same thing where they're trying to do put these crazy ID laws. And we talked about it. We're like, if you have a student ID, you can't vote, but if you have like a concealed weapon permit you can use that to vote i mean it's like that's the kind of shit they're putting in their laws you know i mean to try and keep like college kids from voting but eh, you know if you're a right-wing nut job and you have your gun permit you can use that you know for an id it's but the doj's pressing uh local courts here i think they filed a complaint in san antonio to try and go after them to curb this stuff but you're just seeing it all over i think ohio had something in place that they're going to start working through it's like it's funny it's all the states that are either starting to kind of flip it was the states that were constricted by the voting rights act <laughs> well <laughs> because they couldn't do what they yeah, wanted I mean, to do of course all the southern be states. racist but i mean it's if you look at it, it's ohio florida oh big the, one the, the big the electoral big electoral ones that yeah. are starting to lean blue and mostly because of hispanic populations which yes in ohio there's a huge hispanic population I know it sounds a little off but it's true um and of course here in texas you know they're really worried in the next i think we brought up the stat here not too long ago I think by like 20, 
17, 20, 20 or whatever, they're expecting us to be like half Hispanic, half white, like the population. So are, are you trying to say that uh, uh, the voting maps are going to change like every year? <laughs> That's another thing they're trying to tweak it until they get it just right to where they can negate the Hispanic vote. You know, it's kind of funny you say that because that's another thing they're also trying to do. That's their strategy. That's their fucking strategy. See, they they lost the Hispanic vote the last election. So that's their strategy. Instead of actually changing their party and saying, you know what, we need to work on our immigration reform and we need to change our policies on this, that and the other. And we need to really like think about where we stand. No, instead, they're like, hmm, how can we make it to where their votes don't count? Let's not change us. There's nothing wrong with us. It's them that's wrong. So we need to change things. Fucking assholes. I mean, that's what it's come down to. A lot of these states are doing the redistricting to try and, you know, shore up their bases. That's the thing. It's funny. Like, you see, in the last... But a handful of presidential elections, the Democrats have won all of them. Even the even remember Gore beat Bush. Let's not forget yeah, that. Yeah, uh, majority but, vote. But the Kerry's the only one that actually lost a popular vote. And so, and you look at that and you're like, okay, how did Democrats always win the popular vote? And you know, we get the presidential seat, but yet in Congress they're getting killed, and in the Senate they're getting killed. It's be not so much Senate, but especially Congress. The reason why there's you know 40 more Republican members or whatever it is. It's redistricting. I mean, they know what they're doing. They take control of these state houses, and then they redistrict. And it's like you said, they're doing it mainly because they want to take out the minority votes. And then they do these, you know, ID laws and some of these different background things that they put into place now. These voter purges where in Florida, you know, they just go down the list of all. They look at, like, felons and stuff, and they try and find all the names that look. Oh, Jamal Brown. I wonder, oh, ooh, okay, well, we could take off Jamal, you know, or, oh, look, Jorge. You know, we could take him <laughs> off. I mean, they know what they're doing. They're, they're purging the ones that they think may be, you know, black or Latino that, let's face it, overwhelmingly will vote for the Democratic candidate. And those are the ones that they mark off. And even if it's legit or not, and then it's up to those people to prove that they deserve to be on the voting rolls. And then they have to go through all that minutiae and jump through hoops to get back on the, the rolls. It's it's a ridiculous thing. And like I said, they, they knocked it down before the last election. Florida's trying it. Now Florida's going right back to doing it again. So I don't know what's going to happen this time because they can't use the, you know, the Voting Rights Act, that portion of it, to go in and go after them. So. <sighs> ridiculous man just keeps getting better and better how racist and backwards we still are after all these years it's like i i don't understand it um i i promised to play it next time so uh here it is um this is from uh my my favorite older woman Mm -hmm. diane ream uh i know i talked about it last episode or no i talked about on the after show i think yeah um we went over to the after show uh, where she had this jackass on. They were talking about same-sex marriage in the States and uh, quality, and they were just, they had, she always, like, brings two people that are polar opposites, and they just kind of have a discussion. And uh, this is a, a wonderful statement by the jackass that was uh, pro uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, man-woman marriage. <laughs> I call it a... traditional a, marriage. I, I call it a bigoted asshole, but... Um, he claims that that that's a, a bad way to, first off, he, he does claim that that's a bad way to approach the argument is by saying that they're bigoted because that will only divide <laughs> the country. Well, first off, we're already divided as fuck. Don't call Second us off, um, that's what you are. You asshole there. There's nothing. There's no stat out there that says that a man, a marriage between a man and a woman is any better than marriage between a man and a man or a woman and a woman. There is zero stats on that. 
There, there's no stat that says one's better than the other. Most of them actually say that homosexual marriages are a little bit better. Not by much, but a little bit better. I think that study was for uh, uh, kids being uh, nah, to be, adopted. To be fair, though, there's not that many yet. Cause I know, I know. It's, a, it's a small pool. Wait but till, wait till all them fuckers can get married. They'll be just as bad. They'll be like, this sucks. Then they'll know what the rest of us yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so he, here's the clip from this jackass, and you're, you're going to love this one, Michael. And so, you know, we have this huge swath of young people who have never heard a constructive, uh, integrated pro-marriage message. And these are, the, these are the, the, the teachers that are inviting someone like me to speak to their students. Uh, second of all, redshift. If you ask a group of 18-year-olds what they think sex, marriage, and babies are all about, and then ask that same group of people in their mid-30s, I think they will, that some life experiences might have changed their views. That's why I think these polls show a skewer to older people having more mature views on marriage. Absolutely. Because they have more life experience. So he's saying that somehow... As you get older, you get more bigoted. <laughs> that if you're 18 and you're for gay marriage, somehow when you're in your 40s, because of your life experience, you're going to change your ideas and say that it's a negative. Uh, yeah. Where exactly do you get those facts and numbers um, from all the people from way back when when we still didn't even want to recognize them as people and we thought that it was a form of dementia uh <laughs> yeah that that's that's your pull that that's your stat yeah back in the uh, something tells me that all those people that were against gay marriage now were against gay marriage then you idiot i mean i <laughs> I, I hear that argument sometimes like as far as political outlook like people will be like oh you know when you're younger liberal and then as you get older you become conservative it's like i mean i don't know i mean i guess in some aspects but i don't think no i'm actually i'm the opposite well, i'm getting more liberal as i age i, I know you are <laughs> i do i mean i i've always been you know freaking lefty but i don't know i think it's one of those things it's like maybe in some aspects maybe like financially you know, or when you're parenting your kids the way you, you know, like you might have smoked pot when you're 18 or something. When you have kids, you're a little bit more anti-drug because they're your kids and you're trying to protect. I, I mean, I get those kind of aspects. But um, from the perspective of, you know, I have a friend that's a homosexual when I'm 18. He's cool. But then as when I turn 40, I'm like, hey, dude, your lifestyle really doesn't, com you know, it's I don't think it's right. I, I don't see people like you have a mindset, you have a vision, like you're raised a certain way to have certain beliefs. I don't think those are going to change in that aspect because, but that, that, oh, I've been married yeah. now. I have kids. So now gays are gross. Ooh, get them away from me. I don't think that. And that's, that's wholly different from like smoking pot when you're 18 and then being against it when you're in your 40s. I think it's the opposite. Completely fucking different. I think with Matt. Because that's how you view people. Yeah. And I think, and exactly, I think it's issues like that. It's like a race thing or with the gays, it's no different. I think as you get older, I think actually in those aspects, you learn more about different people. You meet more people. I think you become more open to that kind of stuff. At least I have. I mean, I grew up. My dad was a racist asshole, man. And I can say anything I want, but he's dead now. So, but uh, he was a real cock. And, you know, not to go back to the race thing, but even my mom, like we were talking about the Zimmerman thing and stuff. And, I mean, she's older and she's in her 70s. And she's not racist or anything. I've never heard my mom say a lot of mean shit towards other people. She's like the June Cleaver. She's like as nice as could be. But she's like, well, I just don't understand, you know, why blacks have these problems and why it's not. And it's like, 
are you fucking kidding me, mom? It's like you grew up in this time with segregation stuff. It's like <laughs> they weren't given, you know, the same fair chance starting out. It's like, you know, I mean, held civil rights legislation just passed in the mid 60s. It's not like it's been around forever. It's like these people, it, they're only like in second generation, third generation of desegregation and stuff. It's like, you know, they're starting from a very far place back. You know, I mean, it's like we're way ahead. Like we started the race, you know, like way ahead of time and then they had to hold back for five minutes before they got their jump i just i I, it it blew my fucking mind when i when i heard that i was on my way to work and i heard this jackass talk about how somehow when you're young you're in your late teens and in your 20s somehow you don't understand anything and you're just this like bumbling fucking moron that walks around just spouting nonsense and all of your opinions are going to change um, it, I mean, if that's so, why are they allowed to vote when they're 18? Or serve in the military. Yeah, I mean, why are we giving them these responsibilities and treating them like an adult yeah. when you clearly think that they're not and they, they don't have rational thoughts and they're not able to process things properly? And, you know, I, I, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and like, not only that, but it's the way that he termed it, too. How he said that you have, um, uh, shit, I lost it. Uh, but how he said when you get uh, older, you have more m- mature ideas of life. Life experiences so and stuff. It's yeah. somehow saying that by being homosexual, you're immature. By being homosexual or being pro-gay marriage, somehow that's a uh, juvenile, naive thing. And, you know, you'll grow up one day. You'll, you'll learn exactly what it's like one day. Yeah, that's a way to fucking divide me is by giving me condescending asshole remarks like that. Yeah. Not by actually showing something for what it is, which is you hating somebody else and not wanting them to have the same freedom that you do. Well, it's just a way to dismiss the younger people because they see it's no different than like with you know the growth in hispanic population and i know that like we're talking about the vote so you're saying that their their policy is to stick their head in the sand <laughs> you know and they try and redistrict or we change don't voting see rights. you young people being pro-gay marriage la, 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 la. i mean they see the trend it's it's going to be the same thing with like the legalization of marijuana pretty soon too it's like the younger people see it's like dude there's nothing wrong with being homosexual. There's nothing wrong with people wanting to be together yeah. of the same sex. There's nothing wrong with, you know, smoking pot. It's less damaging than alcohol, like we were talking earlier. You know, yep. it's like, that's the worst fucking thing you can do. I mean, it causes all these medical issues. I mean, how many drunk driving deaths are there every year? I mean, what do we say, 10,000 or more? Oh, shit, I, I don't mean, it's, know. It's a lot. I mean, then how many people overdose from smoking pot? Zero ever in the history of fucking ever. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's impossible to overdose on pot. I think younger generations actually, when it comes to some things, they're just more open minded and they take into account realism. In fact, that's well, different. These older people are just so set in their ways because like I was saying with the segregation, they, these are people like you, what's going to hap- have to happen is old people just have, are going to have to die because <laughs> I mean, they're just these older fucking folks, anybody over the age of about 60, they're just, they got to fucking die because nothing is going to be changed because, <laughs> you know, they're still, I mean, they grew up at the cusp of like, you know, the, the segregation period and stuff. They, and they had their racist parents from before and stuff and still in this stuff. I and mean, they still hold it. I mean, they may have fought off some, I mean, I know there's good people out there that are older and stuff. Like I said, my mom's great, but 
there's a lot of people like my dad who just, it's like those fucking people will hold back any progress whatsoever. And then they'll use shit like religion, traditional yeah. marriage. It's what God wants. Fuck it. Fuck God. Because the Bible has nothing to do with any of our goddamn yeah, laws. It's not you know? part of our legislation. And these young people are actually with it. They actually are looking at things from a realistic point of view and saying, this isn't affecting anybody. It's really the right thing to do. It's a civil rights it, it, that's what it comes down to. This is civil rights. These people should have the exact same rights as anybody else. They are doing nothing wrong. Yeah. They just want to be happy in their own relationships well, and their own skin. It is the simple evolution of a society, but it's also um, education. Um, as we study more and more about homosexual and homosexual behavior, and we understand that it's a natural thing, that mm-hmm. it's not something that uh, they're cursed with or... They have the juju or whatever, like fucking juju. <laughs> I, I want to bring that up as much as I can. Um, but with the education and the scientific studies, it's it's coming to light that you know, and it, it's just like uh, if you look at science over the years, you know, and how how far our science has come, and how much we know versus how much we knew then. Yep. And you know, like I said earlier in the show, they thought the Earth was flat. Mm-hmm. They thought that the earth was the center of the universe. Yep. Um, Sun revolved around. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there was all kinds of things that we thought we knew exactly what was going on. But through study and research, we found out that we were incorrect and we changed the way we thought. Granted, it took some people being jailed. It took people being burned. It took people, you know, like it, it takes a lot of a struggle and it takes a lot of death and destruction in order to overcome those uh uh, stupid ideas, but eventually it does come around and it does come into the fold. And it's the same thing with, uh, with blacks. Uh, there's been a lot of struggles and there's still a lot of struggles and there's still people suffering, still people dying. Um, it's even more so for homosexuals. There's still kids out there. They're bullied every day. There's still kids getting beat up. There's still people probably getting killed for being gay, all kinds of things. Um, and it is a struggle and it really sucks that it has to be that way because us as a society, we can't sit at a round table and actually have a rational discussion and just show facts. Don't show these old ideas just because you think a certain way doesn't make it true. You actually have to have facts to back up how you feel. And if you find that it's contrary to the way that you think, maybe you need to look in the mirror and change the way you think. Just maybe. Yep. And actually, that's the only thing that I'm glad about, uh, the fact that I was a Christian back in the day, is that it did give me, and it does give me, um, a lot of uh, hindsight and a lot of things that I can harken back to and say, you know what, I was completely wrong. And I can really look at the way that I was and use that as a reference and a source because, man, I was pretty fucking crazy. Um, I mean, I didn't really hurt anybody, but... I definitely said some hurtful things and I definitely had some really bad thoughts about people and the way that they chose to live their life. And honestly, it was none of my fucking business. And at the time, did it affect me at all? Absolutely not. Never affected me in my personal life. The only thing it ever did was rile me in my own little Christian world that it was a bad thing that these people were having butt sex. Who the fuck cares? (laughs) Um, so that's the only positive that I can see from my, my Christianity that I once had, um, is that now I'm able to look at it and see how stupid I actually was and how 
easy it is to get wrapped up in that stupid world. Um, so yeah, just quit being an asshole. Let people do what they want to do. Uh, That's the whole message of the in, show. In the relative <laughs> safety of others, I've said it before, I don't care what the hell you do as long as you're not harming somebody else or something else. I don't care. Um, I don't either. Do you have anything else? I think we're about to... Nah, considering I, we had nothing, I thought uh, yeah, we pretty good rants. Pulled it off there. <laughs> so if you guys are still listening to this... <laughs> Sorry, you got to hear a lot of opinions. No, this time. that was engaging, and we had lots of good information, and we had lots of fun stories. I'd like to see people. I mean, like people comment on. Stuff we had we lots post. of good ideas. People post stuff on Facebook every once in like comments or something on something we stick on there. I'd like to see more people either send us suggestions or you know if they hear us bitching and complaining, they got their own stories. I'd like to see yeah. some more of that come through. Well, like really, the past two episodes have kind of been fuck offs, and we really haven't done much but we've got a lot rant of stuff. about stuff that we've already ranted about we got but, a lot of stuff going on uh we'll we'll get back into the fold we do have some uh, other logs. ideas and some other things that and, you know yeah. we have some other show ideas that we can work into the into the fold um and then also uh Added. you know if you do send us suggestions we will definitely uh look into it and we'll definitely uh take it uh complete consideration unless of course it's like you should do a study on penises yeah, and no. then we got to wait till Boggs gets back. No, the only study of penises that I ever do is on my penis, so. Spickle-cork. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing that back, huh? So anyway, what the hell was I going to say? I, I don't know. I had something genius. No, um, <laughs> no, like I said, though, we've been busy. We try to put something out to put it out, and it may not be the best quality the last couple of weeks, but we'll, what are you talking about? we'll, get, awesome. we'll get back on track. Um, nah, I think, but uh, I want to, I, I know we got a ton of stuff we want to do as actual, like far as actual topics instead of more just the hit, you know, whatever's current events kind of stuff and go over it. So we'll get back into the more of the format soon, and hopefully, you know, we'll get, We'll get a third member in here, at least somebody cover for little Bogsy until he gets uh, all healed up, all healed up and better. Yeah, he's going to be better. losing these limbs. He's going to be like just a nugget of a person. Yeah, we're we're rooting for him right now. So far, they've only had to take off one of his legs below the kneecap. But if he loses an arm, then we're probably going to replace him permanent. Because if he yeah, can't, he play, can't f- play guitar, if he can't play guitar for us. He's fucking com- done. He's completely <laughs> worthless to the show. That's so wrong. <laughs> don't tell him we said that <laughs> yeah because he can't listen to this episode at all but anyway though we appreciate anybody still listening or has been listening and you know like we said feedback is much appreciated definitely follow us on the twitter facebook all the other good stuff download shows let us know what you think yeah definitely uh check us out on uh, youtube as well look at our uh, after shows see all the stupid shit that we talk about after the show <laughs> they're a little they're quicker they're like only like 15 minutes so if that all right folks Love you. Peace. And your big titties. <laughs>